Hello and welcome to the second Northwestern baseball podcast of the 2017 season. Uh, I'm Amit Malik, um, baseball podcaster, joined by Matt McHugh, who uh, is going to be broadcasting a lot of baseball this year. I would say a Northwestern baseball expert, if there if there was one. Um, Honored for the title, really. That's incredible. How you doing, Matt? We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon during spring break here. Good, yeah. Enjoying the spring break. We got to catch a B1G game yesterday. Cats fell to UIC, though the pitchers looked pretty good. Struck out 11 in the game. So some bright spots and getting excited for Big Ten play starting this weekend. Yeah, so why don't we just get into it. Um, last weekend, we pretty much recapped the season so far uh, as it's been for the Wildcats. And why don't we talk about the series that, first series we haven't talked about, is the series against Central Michigan this past weekend. They played four games on Friday through Sunday. They took one in the first doubleheader, the first game of the doubleheader on Saturday. Um, we can go game by game. Let's start with that Friday game uh, against the Chippewas. Uh what did you see? What what was good for Northwestern, and you know what wasn't so good? They lost this first one, uh, five to three, in a pretty close game. Right. So Hank Christie started this game. He's been one of the more exciting young arms for Northwestern this year. And other than that one blemish on the resume, the two-run homer, he was pretty solid. He pitched into the sixth inning, which is something you really like to see from Northwestern. He struck out five, walking just two. For a command guy like that, that's another thing you like to see. Um, they only lost by a couple runs, so they were they were in it the whole time. And, I mean, you can't ask for too much more than just play a good competitive game. We saw Jake Schieber start off his weekend in that game with a couple hits, and as we know, he carried that into the rest of the weekend, picking up six in the whole weekend series. So a couple bright spots there for Northwestern, um, but just going to be minimizing that like one or two key mistakes, and this one was just that two-run homer. Yeah, and... You know, the one really talented player for Central Michigan is Daniel Jipping, this guy who hit cleanup. And one thing we talked to Spencer retroactively is they didn't want to let Daniel Jipping beat them. And we saw in a close game, he, he did. He had one hit, but it was for two RBIs, and that, that kind of sunk them, really. Uh, Hitting-wise, you know, Wildcats were solid. Jack Dunn had two hits, which was really nice to see. And Jake Cheber had two hits, which was, you know... A positive for for Northwestern, getting him back in. He was, I think, he was DHing this game, but that was that was a solid showing. And then moving on on Saturday, uh, game one, Northwestern with a really positive five one win. The pitching was great in this one. Um, take us through it. Yeah, so the pitching great in this one, like you said. Um, you just got to give all the credit there to Josh Davis. He's been so good this year, uh, and a role that he didn't really know he would be in. I'm sure. He started the year in the bullpen. They used him as a long reliever last year, and then this year that first appearance of first longer appearance of the year came in an emergency appearance in Santa Clara when Joe Schindler went down after the first inning. They called on Josh Davis, and then he gave him five strong innings after that and earned him a place in the rotation. And if he pitches like he did on Saturday, I think he's here to stay in the rotation. Six innings, not a single run allowed, three hits, a walk, and a strikeout to go with it. And then also Tommy Borden Yawn finished it out, got the three inning save. And as Spencer Allen told us, I, that's enough to move him back into the rotation where they initially wanted him this year. Yeah, and you know, Josh Davis's start six innings, no runs, just three hits. Um, only one strikeout. So he was just getting a lot of weak contact. Eleven ground outs, you know, a lot of fly outs, pop outs. 
just you know that's what you want to do when you're when you're Josh Davis. You know he's not going to really overpower anyone. Spencer mentions that he he's reduced his his repertoire to just two pitches. That's that's you know, as as good as it's going to get really for the Wildcats. Six innings, no like no runs. Pretty perfect performance in that sense for the Wildcats. Hitting wise, um, Alex Arrow two hits. Really, really impressive. Willie Bourbon with two hits. Jake Schieber with two hits. It's good to just see some of these faces that we saw from last year. Jake and Willie, you know, getting back into it. And then, of course, Alex Arrow. We're probably going to be talking about him a lot this year. The freshman, uh, you know, young star, really. But he's he's, do, he's doing some good stuff. We'll talk about him more. He's got a little special something going right now. But any other thoughts from this game? Yeah, I think that was a key point there from you is that the, the players from last year are starting to contribute. We've already seen Arrow contributing a lot, Hank Christie on the mound for Northwestern, but some cold starts to the season for guys like Jack Dunn, Willie Bourbon. Now Dunn's working on a nice little hidden streak, getting out of that over-20 funk that he started in for the season, kind of getting back to the Jack Dunn we saw. Same with Connor Lind doing his thing again, Willie Bourbon a couple hits. It's The guys like that who all hit above like 250 were solid hitters for Northwestern last year, and it's not like they instantly lost all of that. Of course, they're just going to get it back at some point. And I think we're seeing some signs of that already. And that's good that they can get that momentum before Big Ten play starts. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. This law, uh, this win, I think, brought Northwestern to 5-11. and 11. So that was that. they're still on five wins. But fifth win of the season, nice pitching performance. Second game in this doubleheader, uh, Northwestern reverse score against Central Michigan, 5-1. Uh, you know, this guy that we talked about, uh, Jipping, had a home run and an RBI single, which is like, that's they said they didn't want to let him beat him. They did. That's that's really tough. But, you know, what went wrong for the Wildcats in this one? Well, this one, Matt Gannon got the start and did really well. We've seen him. It's been an up-and-down start to the year for Matt, but they really like him. He's a really tall kid, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, lanky left-hander. Gave him four strong innings, allowing just one run, striking out three. But then after that, they had to rely on four different relievers. And we saw that a lot last year with Northwestern. Sometimes you don't have really set roles for guys. You're kind of mixing and matching with who comes in where. And, I mean, the peripheral numbers are good. Ten strikeouts to two walks is very impressive for a pitching staff on the day. But it was just a couple key hits, like that home run you mentioned, that did Northwestern in. And the bats just weren't quite where they were earlier in the series. I mean, they got eight hits, but it was just a matter of stringing those together. They were really separated out into that, like, one or two an inning. And as Spencer mentioned to us, it's about getting three or four hits in an inning instead, and that will help them out a lot more in keeping these games closer. Yeah, one thing to watch that demonstrates that stat is how many batters does Northwestern, or runners, does Northwestern leave on base? And they left seven on against Central Michigan, which is pretty normal I guess I mean you want you want less than that if you have eight hits and one walk and you strand seven guys yeah it's just it's like it shows why they you know they lost by, by it's, it's just gonna be some but, of that is hit sequencing like yeah. you just gotta string the hits together That's exactly timely hitting but if we go back to that first game that 5-3 loss in game one they left 11 on base which is you know they scored three runs they're getting they're, they were hitting really well that game but it's just about getting them in the same inning like you said and in the win, they had nine, which is still a lot. But I think one thing that the Wildcats, you know, if they're if they're gonna get have some success in Big Ten play, as we're gonna talk about, reducing that number as much as possible. And 
you know, cleaning up the, the bases. And it's really tough because a lot of times these rallies have to come when there's two outs. You just got to string two or three hits together. And it's tough to, to say to do that. You know, it's it's easy in theory, but it's tough mentally, especially when you got two outs in an inning. I think it helps that, like we said, a couple guys starting to get back on track a little bit, getting a little healthier too. We see Schieber in the lineup more lately. Charlie Maxwell was a little banged up. He's back in there. Still hopefully get Jack Clays back soon dealing with that hand injury. But a couple guys healthier, a couple guys getting back on track, and then the lineup starts to look a little bit more deep. And then once that happens, it's easier to get three, four hits in it. Yeah, and, you know, in the last game in the Central Michigan series, the Northwestern bats were actually pretty solid. Scored five runs uh, in a 7-5 loss. And they, act, they left just six on base. And a really impressive performance, Connor Lind, had two hits. Joe Hoshet had two RBIs. Jack Dunn had two RBIs with a double. Pretty impressive offensive performance from the Wildcats. But the seven runs they gave up, a lot of them came in this one really weird inning. This this sixth inning for Central Michigan that we know Spencer Allen wasn't happy about. He he mentioned it a lot, you know, cleaning up the mistakes. What happened in this inning? It was just nuts. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, about not giving away free 90 feet here and there, and that happened a lot for Northwestern. They gave up seven runs, but only three of them were earned in the whole game, a lot coming in that mess of an inning. And that kind of was, was the difference in the game. It was a two-run loss for Northwestern, gave up three in the top of the sixth, and there you go. That's your There's your inning if you want a specific moment to point to, but... It was just a couple untimely errors. It was just everyone kind of wasn't quite on maybe the way that they, Spencer Allen would have wanted them to be. And I think as a result, Akers kind of went out of control that inning and did them in. Yeah, it was, they were down 4-1 to Central Michigan. They responded to make it 4-3, and then that big sixth inning happened. But obviously some good fight from the Wildcats too in the, in the eighth inning to get two runs back. So they they didn't give up, which is you know always a positive. It could be it could be easy to do that sometimes, but good work from the Wildcats there. Overall, Central Michigan series. What are your thoughts? They're a really talented offensive team. Uh, really one through five or six, really impressive offensively. Um, what do you take from uh, you know they went one and three. They got one good win, but it didn't seem like they were outmatched the entire series. No, that's I think that's an important part. They didn't seem outmatched the whole series. The most they got outscored by in any game was that 5-1 second half of the doubleheader. That's still not a not a blowout by any stretch. They were in every game it seemed like for close to the whole game. But it still can't you still can't feel too good about losing 3 games in a weekend. There's a lot of room for improvement, but it's not you're not starting from zero. There's clearly a starting place for Northwestern. They offense they had a quality amount of hits in every game. Pitchers were striking guys out. It's just going to be putting a couple more things together, and then maybe you're looking at two, three wins in this series in a month or so. Yeah, I think you're right. And then moving on, midweek game just happened yesterday. Uh, the UIC Flames came to town and beat Northwestern seven one, but. This scoreline wasn't really reflective of what was a really close game through six innings. Uh, you were on the call for this one. Um, tell us, tell us what happened, and then you know UIC is pretty, pretty actually pretty talented team. Yeah, UIC is a very talented team. We saw them a few weeks ago too, right here at Rocky and Bernice Miller Park. But the first inning for Cooper Weatherby, who got his first start of the year, wasn't sure what to expect there. He had himself a nice weekend with three scoreless appearances, so 
they go ahead and give him the start. And it was a rough first inning for Cooper. He gave a, a double to Bohannik, and then Sack Fly scored another run. But then he got out of the jam with just the two runs allowed and really, really settled down after that point. Just He was cruising after that for the rest of his start. He finished with four innings pitched, striking out five, walking just one. Then Danny Katz comes in from the pen, looks really sharp. Uh, Richard Fordon comes in, and then a couple of hits, just an infield single here, a little ball squeaks through, and then the one big double is what did Northwestern in, a two-run double there that extended the UIC lead some more. And from that point, it was tough for Northwestern to come back because the bats, I mean, it was kind of similar story as we've seen all weekend. It was picking up hits and leaving guys on base. They just couldn't quite string the hits together yet, but they had seven in the game. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. You think about it, it as a 2-1 game, really right there for the taking. It was just kind of who was going to plate the next run, really break the break – the, it wasn't a deadlock, but, you know, been a while without either team scoring. And UIC just, just got that to happen in a tough inning for, for Rich Ford. And Northwestern's pitching this one was pretty impressive. Danny Katz, you know, looked good too. And, you know, 11 strikeouts for the Wildcats. The, the pitching was solid, even though, you know, it doesn't say that on the score sheet in the scoreboard. But it's tough. And UIC is a team that, you know, has had – Northwestern's number for, I guess, two years now, maybe three years, you'd have to look at it. But you can tell that, you know, both teams really want to win this game. You know, it's city rivalry, and I know the UIC coach doesn't want to give this one up, and Spencer Allen wants to win as many games as he can. So it was just a little, it felt, it stung a little more than, you know, maybe some of the other losses this season because there was a sense that heading into this one, the team was really focused on trying to, to grind out a win here. And they played so well for six innings. And they probably felt pretty confident, too, seeing Jacob Key for a second time in just two weeks. That's the freshman right-hander who started for UIC. And they kind of got to him. It was Six he, hits in three innings. He came out in that fourth inning. He gave up those hits. Northwestern was rallying. Nick Pechora came through with a big RBI single. And they could have extended the inning more. Instead, very smart managerial move by UIC with one out in the inning. They take Key out. They put in Noah Massa. And Noah Massa was absolutely on today. His curveball was so sharp. His fastball was locating very well. And he went three and two-thirds innings without allowing a run, got out of that jam in the fourth. And if you have to look at any point where Northwestern's offense could have added on a few more runs, it was in that fourth inning against Key. They were just about to turn the lineup card over again. Jack Dunn, Matt Hoffner, Alex Arrow. These guys would have seen him for, for a third, third time. time. And I instead, just... It was a tough break. I think they, they almost had him figured out. They had six hits. You know, is there some regret in not in just scoring one run in the three innings they faced him? Sure. But, you know, going through the lineup once or twice, you have to give credit to the UIC bullpen allowed one hit in really five innings, which is really impressive. And didn't walk a batter And either. didn't walk a batter either. So it almost felt like once they took that lead and the bullpen came in, like that was basically it, you know, for the Wildcats. They were kind of... I don't want to say doomed, but it became really grim. And, you know, it, it was good for them that they got to see Key again and really, you know, hit him around for a, a little. So, you know, overall, tough tough game for the Wildcats, but they'll see UIC one more time this season. Third game of the series at UIC. Um, it's a few amount of weeks from now. I'm not April sure. April 4th. April 4th. One. So, actually, I guess that's two weeks. a couple weeks, weeks from Two now. weeks, yeah. Yep. So we'll see if Jacob Key gets the start again for UIC. Uh, considering what happened in that fourth inning, maybe not. But, you know, teams don't like to mess with their weekend rotation, so certainly a possibility. And 
I think at this point, Northwestern should be licking their chops if they get key again. They picked up six hits off him yesterday, and I think they're starting to figure him out a little bit more. So we'll see what happens in a couple weeks. Yeah, so that'll, uh, you know, that's the four games that we've just seen for the Wildcats. Uh, and now, really, the second season starts for this team. You know, a lot of a lot of people refer to it as the second season because Big Ten play is coming for the Wildcats, and basically everything that happened before, more or less, is kind of out of the window. The Wildcats, starting with the series against Indiana this weekend, and the goal for this team, as illustrated to us, and we would ourselves probably say as a goal for the team, is to make the Big Ten tournament, and to do that. You probably need 12 wins. That's uh, that seems like the benchmark for for Northwestern baseball, which is 500 in Big Ten play. I believe it's eight series. You're gonna get three game series each. You need to win 12 games. Let's look at the schedule for Northwestern. And is this an achievable goal for this team? And how do they do it? What games do they need to win? What? How do they get there? Well, there's a, I think there's a couple keys to that. Some it's gonna be looking at the opponents and seeing okay which series. Are we clearly the better team? We saw last last year they were clearly the better team against Purdue. They got a three-game series against <coughs> them coming up in May, so there's one to look at. They also have a home series against Rutgers to round out Big Ten play. You have to think if they're just close to that edge, they'll be playing with a bit more fire in them at that point. Rutgers is a more beatable opponent in this conference as well. But I think the second key, and maybe the more important one, is just battling in every single game of every single series. Maybe... Let's say a team wins the first two games and maybe they take off the third one. Northwestern has to be on top of their game, has to be very, very sharp out there. Like Spencer Allen said, not letting any silly mistakes or giving away free 90 feet cost them and try to win at least one game in every series and avoid getting swept. And I think if they do that and then they clean up against the teams that they can compete very well against, like Purdue and possibly Rutgers, that would help quite a bit. I I agree with you. And... You know, we've alluded to talking with Spencer a lot. We have, you know, about 10, 15 minutes of chat with him afterwards. But one thing that he says is game by game, pitch by pitch, you know, that kind of approach. And it's exactly what you talked about. The, the team itself can't be looking at the schedule the way we are and saying, where can we find 12 wins? They've got to be thinking about one game at a time. And that starts with Indiana. And, you know, they've got some tough road series, Illinois, Penn State, Maryland. I think, you know... They've got to take some of these games on the road. And it's really hard to win on the road of the Big Ten, especially, like, you think about Penn State. That's a bus ride. That's going to that's gonna be a tough series for the Wildcats. But if you think, you know, two or three against Purdue, two or three against Rutgers, all right, you're at six, five or six. Then you need to take some games against Penn State, maybe one or two. You need to take maybe one or two against Illinois. And now you're looking at you need to get some wins off of Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan State. I think if, if they do pick up like those, if they can get like five or six against Purdue and Rutgers, they're sitting pretty well because then they only have to do is pick up one, maybe two against the rest of these opponents. And they're probably going to make the Big Ten tournament. So I think that's a long ways away, obviously. There's a yeah. lot of work that needs to be done. But it starts... This weekend against Indiana, just going out there and just battling every single game, fighting for every run, and if they can pull out a game or two from this weekend, then they're already probably feeling pretty good against, I think, one of the better teams in this conference. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree. And what the Wildcats need to do is 
you're going to hear Spencer Allen say this is don't let you know the don't let the Wildcats beat themselves is make Indiana beat them and that's the goal for this weekend is just battle for every run and make sure that every run they give up Indiana earned with you know some good hitting. Um, let's let's get into it for this Indiana series. Um, as you said, one of the more talented teams in the Big Ten. Uh, what should we expect from Indiana this weekend? What are the three things they're most talented at, or the three players who are the most talented? However so, you want to frame it. Starting out just basically about Indiana. They're nine, eight, and one coming into the year. It's been an up and down year. They're coming off a pretty solid series against Hawaii. They picked up three wins there. Lost a eleven, ten wild one to round out that series. But yeah, this is a, this is a solid team overall. They hit pretty well. Two sixty nine average, three fifty four on base, and a four eighteen slugging. So. It's just like a solid, well-rounded hitting group, and they have some nice arms too. You see them with a team three eight eight ERA. It's pretty That's impressive. That's pretty good. That's team ERAs go, and a lot of that is from Brian Hobby, their big pitcher, four three three ERA in twenty seven innings this year, and you got a lot of guys like that, and it's a really strong bullpen. A couple guys with ERAs under one. It's yeah. going to be tough for Northwestern to to score. They're going to really have to. To battle early, make these pitchers work, and try to make as many UI uh, Indiana pitchers out, off their game get into this game as possible. Yeah, um, what Spencer Allen alluded to is that if it gets to the bullpen, Wildcats are going to be staring down you know some really tough situations. This Indiana bullpen very talented. You look at three guys in this bullpen that have appeared seven times: uh, Cameron Buchamp, B.J. Sobel, and Cal Kruger. Uh, the highest ERA in that group is one five nine. Very um, impressive. These guys have all pitched 11 to 10, 11 innings. So, like you said, that's bullpen stuff. And when these guys come in, they're pretty locked down. So, it's going to be tough for the Wildcats if they if they get to the the bullpen and are, are trailing. But the starters, you know, like you said, Brian Hobby, obviously a very talented, twenty seven innings pitch, pretty pretty solid we'll four three three ERA for sure. Yeah. But the key for the Wildcats is to get some hits off of these starters and to give themselves a one-run lead, maybe, or just keep it close, hopefully, until the bullpen comes in. Because once the bullpen comes in, it's going to be pretty tough for the Wildcats to score some runs. But other than Hobby, the other two starters, Saul Frank and Heron, haven't quite been... They've had up and down years. hasn't quite been there, both of them with ERAs over five. But still, that team ERA is a good 388. That's the fourth best in the Big Ten. So that bullpen is going to be something to watch in Northwestern. Scoring early, definitely a key. Yeah, and, you know, it's not exactly the Wildcats' M.O. They get better every time they see a pitcher, so they're going to have to be locked in from the start against Indiana in this series. Um, Looking at the hitting for Indiana, you know, what stands out to you? I see a few guys that are hitting over 300, but... Yeah, the team average at 269, pretty solid. That's the fifth best through non-conference play in the Big Ten. Uh, interesting name to watch. He hasn't quite gotten going this year. It's Logan Sowers. He's all the way down at 197 for the season average, but preseason MLB draft boards really liked him, had him as a top 100 college prospect in all of college baseball. So still just 17 games in. That's a name not to sleep on, but you want some... Big bats for you. Craig Dedalo, also a good one. Five homers on the year. Started every game for them. And that's going to be another power bat to watch. But um, I got my eye on Logan Sowers. A very good, well-rounded player. and Hasn't quite gotten going yet this year, but 
with just 17 games played, there's still a lot of time for a very talented player to pick up his game. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. This team, very talented through the lineup. Wildcats are going to have their work cut out for them. We mentioned getting runs early. Um, pitching, you know, what's the key for the Wildcats? I don't think it's really different than anything so far it's been this entire season, but what are they looking to do against a talented Indiana team? I'm interested to see how Tommy Bordignan especially adjusts back into that starting role because they had him out of the bullpen for the last couple couple games, and he was pretty effective on Saturday with three scoreless innings in relief getting that save. We'll see how he adjusts back into the starting role. Last year, one of the more reliable arms for Northwestern. They tried to get him into the rotation to start this season. It didn't quite work out all early on. Kind of right the ship for him, and then now jump making that jump back into the rotation. It'll be interesting to watch what they can do. And another big key is this last weekend and against UIC as well, the strikeouts were really good for Northwestern. Really good at striking out batters and some of these batters strike out a lot. You see a couple guys that low 19, Sowers 23. That's a guys lot. Guys strike out a decent amount of times. Guys are close to one a game. So if the Northwestern pitchers are striking these guys out, they tend to chase a few things. So there's a possibility there for Northwestern success. Yeah, so three games coming up this weekend. Uh, there's rain in the forecast on Saturday. It, depending on how things go, we could see two games on Friday. But as of now, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Rocky and Bernice Miller Park, I know you'll have the call for all three games. Do you know who you're going to be joined by? We'll have the call on Friday. Friday's at 3, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1. It will be Sam Brief and Ryan Wayman on Friday. It will be myself and Sam Brief on Saturday, and then myself and Ryan oh, Wayman. A nice little round Sunday. robin. So round robin, you get all three of us. As you heard, yeah. already heard all of us this year on some baseball, so... We'll all be back for you, and you can find all of those. Will be, I believe they'll all be on our Mixler page. Awesome. Sports.com. Um, come out if you're in the area, and you know, keep following WNUR, broadcasting every baseball game this year. We're doing a good job so far. Um, if you stick around right now, we're going to play for you uh, uh, selected parts of our interview with Spencer Allen. We sat down with him on Monday before the UIC game, but we're going to have him talking about the Central Michigan series Big Ten play in Indiana. Thanks for listening to Matt and the Mint, and here's Spencer Allen talking with us. Um, so yeah, I'll start out with what went down last weekend against Central Michigan. You guys did pick up one of those wins in the doubleheader. Probably not the full weekend result you wanted to see, but what was the most encouraging aspect of last weekend series? Yeah, I, I think when you look at three of the four games, we, we pitched it pretty well. When we looked at the stats and you start you take out the pass balls and a couple errors and a couple misreads, we, we, we actually pitched it okay. And, and um, so that was good. We're, we're looking for some consistency, and that's one area that we, we, we found uh, some, some consistency. Um, so I, I'd say that's about it. <laughs> yeah, Josh Davis made a pretty good start on Saturday. How did you feel about his performance? It, it was yeah. great. It was great to see. I mean, we, we felt like we had a pretty good plan against them, and um, he went out and executed it. And, and he, you know, he, he, the thing that he didn't give any free bases – and they hit some balls, but they hit them at people. And that's what we've talked about. Of If you can limit the free stuff, usually you're going to put yourself in a good position. And that's what Josh did. More about Josh. I mean, the first 
time you really stretched him out. He didn't stretch him out much last year at all, but it was that Santa Clara game this year. So Joe goes down after that first inning, and you have Josh come in relief, and he gives you five really solid innings. How has he adjusted to that bigger workload, both mentally and physically, as this year has gone on now in that starting role? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, you hit it on the head, is just mentally he uh, is under control. Uh, he, he's able to, he's realized, hey, if I, I don't need my full arsenal, <laughs> if, I, if I have two pitches, you, you, can, you can attack college hitters and you can get college hitters out, and that's what he's done. He hasn't always been super sharp, but um, he, he's found two pitches and has located well. Yeah, and how, what's the plan for you know approaching a team like Central Michigan? They're really talented offensively, especially top five or six spots in the order. But what was the plan going in? You, you know, the the plan for us, we 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 didn't want to let Jipping beat us, <laughs> and he he probably beat us two games. And and some of that is you have to take care of the the guys in front of him, and and we didn't do a great job of that. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing is you want to make those guys limit the free stuff. And when, when you limit the, the, the free stuff, then a lot of times you're, you're pitching to some of their better hitters with nobody on base or one guy on base. And that was um, the, the frustrating thing is that I felt like uh, there was nowhere to really put him. Uh, we had to pitch to him. And he's, he's, he's going to be a pro bat. He, he's, he's a physical kid that's going to have an opportunity to play at a, at a high level. And, um, he, and then when we didn't make pitches, he, he didn't miss them. At the plate, you guys had some success in some games of especially Jake Schieber coming up with six hits this weekend. Yeah. What can you say about his performance? I mean, he hadn't played too much before this year, but then really broke out this weekend. Yeah, you know, Jake, <laughs> kind of story of his career, he, he's just really uh, fought the injury bug, and, and it was good to, to see him, um, one, <laughs> get back and get healthy moving out around there. And uh, the, the biggest thing for, for Jake, when he's hitting the ball to the middle of the field and, and the other way, you can tell he's he's locked in, and, and I think we, we get in trouble sometimes when we're, we're trying to spin off the baseball and hit the, the, the six-run homer. <laughs> so uh, when he's staying to the middle of the field, uh, you'll start to see some success, and then guys will try to bust him in, and that's when he can, he's can he got some power in there, too, that he can show you. He, he hit one. I, I thought uh, their center fielder made a heck of a play on um, so, yeah, it's good to see Jake uh, squaring the ball up and, and getting some, some timely hits. Yeah, and then Alex Arrow has been one of the biggest stories of the year so far. I'm sure you're excited about him as a freshman. He's got a, a pretty nice hitting streak going. Is that something you guys talk about, ever think about, or is he just doing his thing? And then what has allowed him to be so successful so far? I think two things. I think, one, you know, we, we've sandwiched him in, in between two known players, guys that, you know, and Matt Hoffner and, and Joe Hoshite who can hurt you. If, um, so, so I think, he, you know, Alex is definitely getting some pitches to hit. Um, and, and, and to take nothing away from Alex, Alex is, is a very, um, he's a talented kid. I mean, he can hit the ball, obviously a switch hitter. The, the, the biggest thing for Alex is, is uh, just zone discipline and patience. When he, when he uh, doesn't hit the ball hard, it's usually he's chasing out of the zone. And so that's really what we've really tried to, to emphasize with him is making sure that he can, can be patient as, um, you know, scouting reports get out a little bit. And you think, yeah, as you mentioned that, as scouting reports get out, you think there's going to be some adjustment as you get to conference play. Teams start to get a book on you so far yeah. this year. And Have you talked to Alex about like what he's going to do, what specifically he can try to try to adjust once teams 
kind of get that scouting report on him. Right. Yeah. I, I think the, the the biggest thing for him is is just understanding more of the zone. His bat stays in the zone a long time, and so when when he is trying to cover the whole plate, that's just that's hard to do, especially as as you know stuff velocity and pitches are better. Uh, you just have to be more disciplined, and and so uh, I think he he knows it. It's one thing to know it; it's one thing uh, to also to do it. We also don't want to take too much away from what he does well, and and that's you know is him being aggressive and getting to good pitches because he's uh, he had some big hits for us. Uh, so it's it's just a, it's a balancing act. It, it's a fine line for sure. And mentally, like you mentioned that streak amid uh, what is it now? Fifteen games for him? He I think so. Hasn't, yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't even know. <laughs> I think it was since that first weekend. He's gotten yeah. a hit in every single game. And yeah. Is that something like mentally he's aware of even? Or uh, uh, you I'm know, not even sure. I, I, he he probably is. <laughs> Alex, Alex probably is, but but uh, you know he, he he's he's a good teammate. He he's hard on himself. Uh, he it can it can sometimes boil over, uh, and, and he can uh, he can be tough on himself, but. Uh, I, I think he's just really trying to go out there and have good at bats and put good swings on the ball. And um, I, I, if he, you know, knock on wood, right, <laughs> doesn't doesn't was not to get a hit in, in a game, and he's not thinking about that. It's fun to keep it going, and shoot, I want him to keep it going. But um, 15, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Jack Dunn, uh, he had a pretty successful freshman year. You're talking about as time builds up and teams get a book on these guys, like adjusting. How is he, you know, adjusted with a tough start to the sophomore season? He had a, a good game this weekend. He yeah. had that really nice double. Yeah. What's that process been like for him getting his, his feedback in the start of this season? One of the things, we, we have to look, uh, and we're looking to make some adjustments mechanically with, with Jack. We, we saw some stuff in video um, that, that I think is going to help him. Um, and, and, and really, we're trying to use some... Uh, some big league guys that the, the video uh, nowadays is amazing and so I, I think Jack is a competitor and, and he's going to be back I think by, by Big Ten play um, he's going to be back to where he's at it, it's it's one of those things too if when you do start to struggle you start to fight it and, and you know you want to push and you want to get that hit and um, and so which has you know, allowed him to start to chase out of the zone it's just kind of a little bit of a snowball so bringing it back kind of trying to simplify it uh, I think he'll be in a good spot for us uh, come come Big Ten play. And behind the plate, you've had some some key performers there. You're getting freshman Nick Pachoric a lot of playing time back there. But how does that help him to have such an experienced guy like Clay's, who like the on and off the field leader that he is? And yeah. How, how helping him get kind of adjusted to this first season of college baseball. Yeah, Jack, Jack's a great uh, he's a great leader for the team. He he's he's the type of guy that I think pitchers would would tell you the best is that he'll he'll sit down there and catch pens for days, <laughs> and and, and uh, won't complain about it. And he's he's just a he's you know he played hockey as a kid. He, he's got some toughness. Um, our biggest thing for him is just staying healthy. Uh, but but it has helped Nick uh, knowing that it, he doesn't have to you know go this thing all, all by himself. Um, and, and it's nice catching a good position that you want to kind of be able to go back and forth with that um, you know with, with in, in the, the, that spot but um, we got to get Jack healthy he's got a little little bruise on his hand right now we're just working to try that's why he didn't play much this weekend um, but but once once he, he's back he, he you know he, he single-handedly won us a game at Santa Clara um, I mean he just you know he, he really really played well for us yeah and then obviously Big Ten play opens up this weekend with Indiana. Um, just more generally, what are your goals for Big Ten play? Um, 
you know, Big Ten tournament is, is obviously a big one. Mm-hmm. What, what are the goals for the season? What are you specifically also trying to focus on for your players? Yeah, well, I think the, the big you, – you hit it on the head is, is you know – a chance to keep playing <laughs> at the at the end of the year so the Big Ten tournament is, is definitely one of the goals that, that we have for this team and uh, but but we break it down obviously and, and you look game to game pitch to pitch all of those things I think the biggest thing is we want to have the ability to uh, find that that consistency and I keep hammering that that home um, we're close with the pitching and, and we've got some guys coming back um, you know, Joe Schindler and Tommy has, has been a little bit more consistent, Tommy Bordione. Um, so we feel like we're in a good place. We just need to put a game together. So I, 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 we talk about it all the time. If, if Indiana beats us, we want to make sure that they beat us and that we don't beat ourselves. And, and that's, that's the, I guess, my biggest goal is um, making sure that every run that they get, um, that they earn. And it's not pass ball, wild pitch, uh, errors <laughs> that, that we saw yesterday. So playing clean baseball and making sure that they earn every base. Uh, what is it? Joe Madden, respect 90, right? <laughs> we haven't been respecting it too much of, of lately. We've been kind of giving those out like, you know, Halloween candy. So, You think it helps to have that first Big Ten series year at home? I mean, yeah. You got your park. You got a little bit of momentum maybe going into that one with some home games before that. You like getting started off with Big Ten play at home? Yeah, Big Ten play at home and coming off the finals week, you know, or, or spring, spring break, break, I should yeah. say. You know, guys guys are in break, so we should be loose. Um, last year, we, we started off great at Ohio State, had a chance to get two. We got walked off on, on the last game on the, in the ninth, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think some guys uh, mentally are going to just uh, kind of reset and kind of look at the second season coming up. So um, excited. And Indiana's a good club, So, but, but excited to get going. Yeah, I mean, specifically Indiana series, what are the three things you guys have to Three, two, whatever. What are the things you guys have to do well to be successful this weekend? Uh, number one, I, I think we have to we have to put some pressure on uh, Indiana. They're, they're starters. Um, they're, they're, they're good. They're, they're, they're throw strikes. They're not going to give you a lot of free stuff, but they've given up some runs, uh, and they've played some good teams too. So, um, but their, their bullpen is is their strength. Their, their bullpen. They've they've been pretty locked down. Uh, of late, I, I think their last game they they had a four game set against Hawaii, and maybe that got a little lopsided. But for the most part, um, so getting that lead and keeping that bullpen at, at bay would be one. Uh, two, going back to just making sure that offensively or defensively for us that that they do earn everything, so that we, that we limit the free bases, and then we we need some some timely hitting. You know, we we need a two out. Uh, two run double. Uh, we need a, a a walk with a, a double followed up, and we we got a little bit uh, of that against Central Michigan in the game that we won. Um, some of those those three things I would say were going to be the key to you know the Indiana series. And in this series and going forward, you've already been using a lot of young arms so far this year, and you've seen some great performances. Gannon's had some good games, Hank especially, Levy. Uh, just not just those three guys, but all your young arms. What are you looking for them and their first taste of Big Ten play coming up? I, I think the, the good thing now, we're going to be able to slot some of these guys where they where we originally thought they were going to pitch. Coming in, you know, both Josh and Matt Gannon, uh, if, you, if you've watched, sometimes they'll, they'll be good in spurts, and then, you know, the, the, when, when they get uh, spread out a little bit, they, the, they have an a inning blow up on them. So I think 
coming out of the pen a little bit more in Big Ten play is going to benefit them where they can come in and kind of blow it out and hopefully pound that zone um, and, and match up a little bit more. You know, Matt being a 6-7, six, 6-8 six, on a lefty with his breaking ball, that can be tough, you know, and so hopefully we can match up him a little bit more. And then Levy Slider, uh, when, when he was, I mean, he struck out a really, really good hitter and yipping um, a guy, like I said, who's gonna, I think going to have a good pro career. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And then getting Hank Christie back to where he was uh, against Arizona State and kind of earlier, uh, his biggest thing is just ball height. When he's down in the zone, he's really effective. When he gets elevated, he, he gets hit. And so and he knows it, and he's not trying to leave it belt high. <laughs> um, but, but I think that's going forward. Sam Lawrence is another guy, too, making sure that he can come in and um, attacking guys out of the pen. Uh, that's that's more of their role. Uh, I think we're going to see them thrive in, in, in that role um, moving forward. And then, I guess, with the experienced arms as well. You already, we already talked about Davis a bit, but mm-hmm. with Tommy, those three innings of pretty quality quality yeah. stuff that, this last weekend, yeah. you see him moving back in the rotation as you initially planned this year, or you like him out of the bullpen a little better? Going well, we're going we're gonna to jump him to Friday night. So he's yeah. big, you know big Big Ten play. I, I think his confidence and feel for pitching is back. And he, he's got as good a stuff as anyone in the Big Ten when, when he's locating his, his breaking ball, his changeup. Obviously, his fastball been up to 94. Um, you know that that stuff that you see on you know TV <laughs> coming out of the bullpen, and 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 that's that's what he he's capable of. And and uh, we'll be honest, we we need we need Tommy um, there pitching, giving us six seven strong innings, and, and then we like our bullpen and, and J.R. Reimer and Pete. Um, uh, Hoffman, uh, Pete's coming in with his slider has, has been really, really good. Our left-handed options have been good. So uh, it, it's time. It really is. We've kind of finagled with it a little bit, and it's time to, to, to push forward now and kind of slot these guys in their roles um, and, and see what see what they can do.